Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Sheerlax Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined remotely by Heather Steele, Becky Hull, and Georgina Blasky. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. We've all just been discussing our um, painful and varied side effects to uh, vaccine number two. I'm a, I'm a little less alert today than I would I would otherwise like to be because this one really knocked me for six, I have to say. Having been very smug about number one and feeling absolutely <laughs> fine, I'm really suffering with number two. Oh, oh poor you. With that, with that. I don't know about you guys, but I felt really, um, when I got my second one, I hadn't really given it much thought, but I felt very like relieved, I guess. I was like, wow, I've ticked it off and I've I've done yeah. the thing that I'm supposed to do. I don't know, it, it felt really good. I had a really lovely lady do it. And once he'd done it, sort of tapped me. He's like, there you go, you're all safe now. And I felt quite emotional when <laughs> I was like, I hadn't really thought about it like that. But, yeah. See everyone in action doing all these amazing things like for the NHS in, well, at the Brighton Centre where I got mine done, it's usually this massive sort of, amazing concert venue and then it's just full of these great people who've been you know working yeah. their asses off I don't know about you guys but it so reminds me I guess it depends where you go like me I didn't go to a GP I went to also a vaccination centre both times and it so reminds me of sitting exams there's, <laughs> something about, there's something about the environment and the kind of invigilator type yeah. yes and I don't, it's so it gives me this like exam fear I don't know it's yeah. weird, it? you feel like yeah you don't want to do something wrong or like yeah stand in the wrong place yeah like and just the whole process of lining up and you everyone's very quiet so yeah I think it really reminds me of like university exams but it's funny. A good point actually but I've never been so happy to get a sticker since yeah. I was about 10 years old at the dentist <laughs> I was like yeah I'll have a I'll have a Mickey Mouse sticker please oh. this time I've got my phone case with my two stickers on oh. the back so if I'm on the phone in public I'm like yes you see double vax double <laughs> you know, I was just about to say how funny my husband's still walking around with his um, sticker on his phone case. <laughs> oh. oh, well, you see, it's the hot new accessory. Oh, I get <laughs> my second jab. I wasn't offered a sticker this time round. I didn't get one the first time and I, I saw some lying around the second time and actually said, like, can I have a sticker? And I did too. <laughs> 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 yeah, you've got to if you're going to go through the pain you might as well get something out of it exactly. so. oh, well totally yeah exactly <laughs> guys i've got a really good series to talk about can i go first <laughs> anyone might yeah go no. in, in my um post vaccine haze on the weekend i binge watched a series which I feel like everybody has been talking about, which is My Unorthodox Life on Netflix. Yes, my friend Chloe was telling me to watch it and I haven't yet, so tell me. So so everybody's been telling me to watch it. So this is a reality series following a lady called Julia Hart, who is... CEO of the elite group which is like elite model management um and they're like a yeah like a kind of the biggest modeling agency in the world she was also once CEO of La Perla um and she's this huge character I mean she dresses like a kind of dominatrix Kardashian (laughs) kind of teeny tiny woman in these absurd stripper heels but you know I mean an engagement ring like I've never seen before the most fabulous lifestyle but 
her shtick, I guess, is that <laughs> until the age of um, 43, she lived in an ultra, ultra Orthodox Jewish community in uh, kind of upstate New York. She basically, you know, had an ultra traditional life there and sort of escaped for, I wasn't say for want of a better word, but, but I mean, I guess that's, that's fundamentally what she did. She escaped that life. She divorced her husband. She took her children who were kind of in their teens at that time and, um, and left and started life in a secular world. The series kind of sort of becomes a bit less about that and a bit more about them. I guess they're setting it up for, for long term, but it is a lot about how they've kind of integrated and assimilated into kind of, you know, in inverted commas, normal life. As well, and obviously they've gone from one extreme to another because they were the type of religious Jews who, you know, kind of had their hair covered and you know, like really, really quite religious. And now, as I say, I mean, very glitz and glam. What took the sting out of tell for me a little bit is that I, you know, I thought, God, how incredible! She's so self-made and she's done so wonderfully. The the billionaire who she married subsequently happens to be the owner of both La Perla and Elite, so that, that makes it oh. slightly less. Out of <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that. I couldn't work it out, so I started this, and I actually. Yeah. <laughs> confession switched it off I just could not quite get my head around it I didn't understand what was real and what wasn't because she had this hair but I didn't know if that was still a wig or if that was her real hair no that's and then I wig. couldn't understand how you leave the orthodox Jewish world at 40 and catapult yourself that right. quickly <laughs> to the top of the right. most elite model agency in the world yeah so she's 49 now right okay because that's yeah. why he was saying that I was like oh is she like yeah 60 or something no 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 yeah. no as Georgina says it, it all happens very quickly and I think marrying the man who owns these businesses um, has quite a lot to do with yeah. it so, <laughs> still yeah. an incredible story like it's an incredible yeah it's my my slight reservation, like personally, like knowing about, you know, a little about that world is that obviously, you know, it's all entirely true that, you know, that they're incredibly religious and it's incredibly oppressive for women in those communities. And, and that is all kind of correct. And obviously the community she's from is, is traditional in that sense. Like, you know, women don't really, or men even don't even get a formal education. And it's all just about, you know, studying the Torah, the Old Testament. That's entirely legitimate. However, there's a lot about her old life when you see kind of pictures and, and you see a lot of the ex-husband who who still lives in that community that isn't quite as religious like as yeah. out to be do you, do she's you... got full makeup on and she's sometimes wearing like a v-neck dress <laughs> at these yeah. weddings and things and I watched the what was it called unorthodox yes. yeah and with that in your mind you should you're meant to have your head shaved no makeup very exactly. high necks. I mean, the wardrobe is limited to, well, everyone's wearing the same thing, aren't they, Charlotte? Isn't that right? Yeah. Like, exactly as you say, Georgina, there's these images of her at her daughter's wedding but back when they still lived in this community. And yeah, I mean, her she's wearing a, a top where, that cuts off just, just below her elbows. And as you said, it was V-neck, very made up. And those things aren't exactly as you said, Georgina. If you watched Unorthodox, which I think was one of the best things on Netflix last yeah. year, that's not ultra, ultra religious. It's ultra religious, but it's not It's not that next level. And my mum's, um, one of my mum's best friends from university went and you know became ultra orthodox like joined one of those communities she lives in a place called Mer Sharim in Jerusalem which is like known to be like the, the you know it's where like women get stoned if you kind of have a piece of skin showing it's you know it's wow yeah and um we I've been to, I, I remember going to visit her once with my mum and they lived in a you know, they, she had like 11 children and they lived in a three bedroom flat. And the only artwork was a picture of the rabbi. And, you know, it was like lino floor and fluorescent lighting. I mean, it really is like that 
level of religious and in my unorthodox life they go back to the old house and like that is a nice house and like they have toys and they have you know so there are just certain things that I'm like this sounds really awful and it's not to kind of question her validity but like but it's not quite as religious I think as she sort of makes it out to be that's my kind of personal interesting god I haven't even seen this on Netflix I'll have to have a look what do you think about the relationship between the oldest daughter and her husband Mm. because the opening scene Charlotte I don't know if you remember is Julia the mother sitting with her daughter and son-in-law having quite an in-depth discussion about their sex life Mm -hmm. and suggesting that they might want to explore the 69 position (laughs) and you see this son-in-law I mean you know this is on camera being broadcast out to the world it's so mortifying and that's immediately I was just like this isn't I mean, there's reality TV and there's reality yeah. TV. That and, like, this, is, this is so scripted. There's no way he would totally agree to this conversation. I, and I, he's I, meant to be very conservative I'm and the daughter's meant to be more. It, yeah, it's it's sort of clear. That, so his her name's Batsheva, their oldest daughter, and his name's Ben. And Bat and Ben. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's kind of made clear they got married at 19 in this community. And he sort of followed her out into the secular world, hasn't he? He's sort of kind of yeah. been brought along for the journey. I, I'm with you, Georgina. I don't know how much to believe because one of the early scenes in that first episode she comes out in a pair of jeans and he's like whoa 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 I'm so uncomfortable with this like you know we've talked about entering this world but you know we didn't say anything about you wearing pants and like there's kind yeah of, he's obviously super traditional but then maybe like five minutes later she's in like you know a gym cropped off and shorts and nothing said so so I'm sure there's a lot of scripted reality going on however on a really superficial level it's just like wacky clothes and an eccentric businesswoman and she's got this gay best friend who is fabulous and yeah I completely love and it, it's all just kind of good fodder if you're looking for a slightly deeper reading it's the story of, of somebody who's overcome a lot to to kind of get to you know married well or not to get to to a completely different place in life so it's a never too late story if you've got an afternoon to binge some crap i recommend it maybe i'll do that after my jab maybe yeah. that'll be my thing charlotte i'll just tune in it does sound like a bit of me to be honest on ice for when you know you're not gonna feel well <laughs> yeah. um, has anyone got anything else to recommend um do you know what no i i was just gonna say and i, I said something similar the last time I was on this but I have been loving watching the Olympics so yeah. much yeah like, I know everybody probably has but I've I was just tuning in to our female cyclists and obviously they're competing for gold this morning yeah. and I just felt really like proud of them yeah. it's so good to see a female team just go out there and completely I don't know it's just it's completely overwhelmed me this Olympics I've always kind of watched them religiously but for some reason this one has just felt really special and yeah. everyone's so young in it as well which is really inspiring and you sort of look at them and some of them have funded themselves and done more than I'll probably ever do in my life and I, I just think it's the most inspiring thing to watch and it's put a bit of a spring in my step after all this crap (laughs) do you think it's because we're really bad at stuff we don't win stuff very much as a nation so but but actually we do at the olympics so like is that why we all quite love it I think so. And I think also it's a real teamy feel. They all sort of, everyone that's competing seems to feel really proud that they're doing it for Team GB. And I think that's just so rewarding. And I mean, I've been watching the swimmers religiously and yeah, yeah, I think it's a team. It's a team feeling and it's a feeling that you know it's team GB it's just it's so exciting to watch and I I watched Max Whitlock over the weekend that is like superhuman level yeah it's amazing I don't even know you have to just be so strong in every little bit and also like 
it's 90 seconds of your life where you know yeah. you just have to go out and so, perform. And I four years. You've got four, you, get, you don't get another, I mean, actually it's three years time, isn't it? But still like, you don't, you don't get another chance. Like you have no. to, scary. That's how I felt with the judo and everything at the beginning with like poor Jay Jones. Like, yeah, you, it's like five years of waiting and then you're out after one match. If you, you know, don't win, then that's that. You're gone. The judo is brutal. <laughs> it goes right down to the last second. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just been, yeah, everything about it this year has had me kind of watching religiously. It's nerve-wracking, but I haven't really tuned into much else. So, Heather, what's, what's been your favourite? Who's been your favourite person to watch so far? Well, I don't know. Like, uh, I think, like Becky said, what I love about the Olympics is that you'll want to see the big names perform, and then you'll accidentally get sucked into watching something <laughs> you know nothing about and getting, like, really into it. So um, I was watching the diving this morning. It was the men's three-metre, and we got a bronze in that, which was oh. amazing. But yeah, I think just waking up really early and just watching it, there's something quite nice about it. Like, oh, how have we done overnight? And yeah, who's been amazing? But obviously uh, the BMX girl who won gold. Oh, yes. Amazing. That was amazing. Incredible. I think things where you know you could be in with a chance of winning gold and you've, you've got to kind of wait to see what happens. Yeah quite intense but I do really like all the action at the velodrome so I am quite excited I think Germany are gonna I do too because they've been smashing world records left right and center but they're an incredible team our team yeah. I mean Laura Kenny is the Kenny's today that's yeah it was the Kenny's big day today <laughs> and also <laughs> right this second Simone Biles is probably doing her routine she was on at 9 50 so yeah. for some reason I thought <laughs> Pulled out entirely. Oh, that's great. No, she's doing the balance beam, isn't she? Yeah, they decided yesterday or announced yesterday that she's going to be doing it. So, yeah, oh, good for her. We finished it now, so we'll have to see after the podcast how she's done. Yeah. But she's amazing, isn't she? she? Is. She's phenomenal. Anyway. Yeah. Georgina, what's been your favourite? So, I loved the mixed triathlon relay. Oh. I love watching men and women competing together. I just find it so inspiring how they kind of they all had their strengths. They were all lifting each other up, giving each other little starts and pushes in different things. And I haven't watched it. I need to find it. But I was told that the mixed swimming relay was apparently incredible because with the mixed triathlon relay, it did go female, male, female, male. Whereas apparently with the swimming, you could choose anyone in any order. So sometimes you actually did have a man swimming front crawl against a woman. And what happened therefore was all the set off times changed as the race went on. So everyone kind of started at the same time and sort of finished around, the, obviously not the same time, but you know what I mean. And in the middle though, there was a lot of um, action. Did anyone Ooh. see it? No, I I'll watch it after this though. That sounds great. I Apparently it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm quite interested to look that one up. I loved, um, did you see Emily Campbell, who is the weightlifter? She's the first woman ever. Oh my God, yes, Charlotte. Yeah, I saw the yesterday. She's the first woman ever to win any Olympic medal in weightlifting uh, for the UK, so I should say. If you haven't seen it and watched her reaction on YouTube, so she basically, you know, does does her lifting, which again, it's like, you know, all of three seconds, isn't it? Drops this thing. And then, I mean, you've never seen anyone, like, it's that pure, raw happiness. It was the same when Tom Daly won gold last year. Oh, no. It's just so visceral, that that joy. And she, yeah. amazing, I saw her this morning talking on the news and saying, she's a big girl, and she herself was saying, you know, I don't know, like, a traditional athlete like no one would guess that from me but you know I'm here to prove that you know you can be a champion kind of regardless of what you look like and I just thought that was super inspiring she's mm -hmm. she's awesome like I, I love that these names come out of the woodwork that you'd never mm -hmm. yeah obviously they're totally. huge in the field but we would never know who they were exactly. um, also didn't she say that in Rio she came fourth I think I don't want to get that wrong but she All said right, 
and she was really yeah. working on building up to kind of you know really improving so I think that in itself is something that you just yeah. totally inspired by really yeah. I so agree. Did you see in the high jump on Saturday that the two people who decided to share the gold yeah. medal, the guy from Italy. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so sweet. The guy from Italy and the guy from Qatar. I think they both cleared the same. They'd moved the bar up and they both missed it. And then they decided, they actually said they'd been jumping for two hours. They were absolutely exhausted and, yeah. and they were exactly the same. Yeah. So they then said to one of the officials, can we just share it? Oh, oh it's so lovely. And they're both really big characters. They're both really flamboyant charismatic yeah. athletes who I think have quite a reputation as being kind of real team players and really fun and a little bit out there they've become really good friends as well because obviously they're always competing together as well so I yeah. think yeah, the fact they got to share it yeah so lovely did you guys see there was um I, I can't remember the facts but there was some sort of running race last <laughs> week and um the guy who was far far ahead was from an African country and I'm really sorry that I can't remember which one um but d- doesn't speak English so couldn't read the signs so basically went off course he was basically you know far ahead at the very end I thought he'd finished basically and th- but the finishing line was still a couple of meters away oh, and no. the, guy, the guy behind him was a different nationality but did know what was going on but he led the way he showed her he kind of tapped him on the shoulder and was like no no no, come on you're not finished led the way and let the guy go on to to finish and get gold oh, I want to get these ones just that's amazing. Oh, that has never made <laughs> I know it's amazing like just so much I don't know, like they're good people, athletes, aren't they? You know, it teaches you such good yeah. values and just so heartwarming to see. That's like exactly the kind of positive yeah. that we need. I suppose that is sporting in a way as well, because you wouldn't want to win gold just because you knew yeah. that, you know, someone had got it a little bit wrong and you exactly. sort of sneakily sort of almost won it. You'd want to win it because you won you it. Want to win fair. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's clearly like. like as well, that whole thing of just how well they do all know each other. Yeah. Because yeah, we see them every four years at the Olympics, but there's all the world championships there's all these other events going on which don't get the same coverage and excitement building but it's like when you watch the tennis you know they all like shake hands and have a hug at the end of the match even though they've been slogging it out trying (laughs) to beat each other because half the time they're like warming up and training together as well and they spend like nine months of the year just like in each other's pockets don't they yeah (laughs) yeah I'm, I suppose I hadn't really focused on the fact that Paris is only three years away. And that's oh, awesome yeah. for us. Like, I want to, like, stay alert as to how we get tickets. Like, you know, it's only, assuming we can travel again in three years' time. That's yeah. only a dream ride away. That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Fingers yeah. Timings will be better as well. We'll be able to sort of watch a little bit more in yeah, real exactly. time, won't we? Maybe it's, um, maybe we should be booking accommodation now. It'll no doubt be the most expensive time to yeah. ever get to Paris. <laughs> Do you think the Eurostar is available now for 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Um, let's move on and uh, tackle some of your questions. Thanks, as always, for sending them in. Um, lots of great questions here. Um, one that I know is pertinent, Georgina, to both you and I. Somebody says, would you go abroad this year with all the extra hassle? Georgina, where are you at the top that you're trying to go away this weekend? Where are you going? We're meant to be going to Portugal this weekend and I have got my test coming in the post. I've ordered the test to do when we're there. I've ordered the test when we get home. So that's a small fortune. And I'm literally telling my family they can't leave the house. They're all very frustrated and angry with me. If I'm actually on that plane and we go, I will feel like I have actually won the lottery because I... I'm almost more prepared for that we won't go. I don't even get clothes out my wardrobe to pack. You know, it feels like until I've done my test and I've got my fit to fly certificate, I won't even go and buy sun cream. Yeah, you know, I, it's, I think that's sensible. <laughs> it's just a really horrible feeling, but mm. I, I'm hoping we'll go and I hope it'll be worth it. But I do think it's incredibly stressful. And I think that there are a lot of people who have organised themselves really well with staycations and loads of really lovely things to do. And I think if you've done that, then you've probably made the right decision. Mm. And then the other side of the coin is obviously on the day you're meant to come home, you test positive and you can't leave the country you're in. But that depends on where you are, right? Like, I, so I'm planning on going to Mallorca end of next week, and I don't think I have to test to come home. I could be wrong. Yeah, you have to test to get on the plane oh, to come home, you... even from a green list country. Into that, Charlotte. <laughs> My sister was just in Malta, and that's yeah. green, and she had to go to a clinic on her penultimate day and get her test. And she said that actually that was like waiting for A-level results, standing outside the clinic, 50 <laughs> oh, people, cool. and they're like reading out your name and it's like pass or fail yeah. when you're going to be allowed on that plane. You have to have that test um, in order to board the flight home. No, I didn't know that. Right, I should definitely have some research to do in that case. <laughs> yeah. I've got a good link I can send you. And actually what is really good is the test I've ordered, which we're doing at home, and then you upload online. You can do the same when you're abroad. So oh. you don't have to go and find a clinic. You can okay. actually do it all online from your accommodation abroad and then get the results sent through and then go. Okay, that sounds amazing. Will you send me the link? Yeah, I will. Thank you. Yeah, I have um, heard yeah. stories of people who've been, yeah, like scrabbling around in Spain like the day mm. before the flight trying to find tests and stuff. It does a lot of people have to the joy out a bit, doesn't yeah. it? Awesome. Well, that's what my sister said. She said, you know what? That last day was so stressful. It almost took the joy out of the whole holiday. Oh, rubbish, isn't it? Honestly. We've booked multiple flights home as well because I'm very nervous of it going red list like that. It's just so stressful. Oh, no. oh God. It's, the reason I'm going away, Georgina, I'm sure you're the same, is because I feel just absolutely desperate for a holiday and, you know, everybody kind of switches off in different ways. I don't know. I, I just cannot bear the thought of going into September through to December without just lying in the sun without my phone for a week. Like, I just really just need that for my own sanity. Yeah, but 100%. I do feel like the sensible thing for the UK to have done would have just been to shut the borders. Like, I really yeah. don't, I don't believe that I, I'm traveling because I can, or please God, I can, touch wood. I really don't believe that anybody should have been traveling. I really feel like we should have just gone kind of Australia vibes and just locked down this whole yeah. summer. And also, like, if anywhere could, it's us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's terrible for the travel industry. Like, it's not a, you know, totally. the last thing I want to see is the travel industry fail. But in terms of kind of getting COVID under control for the long term, I feel like traveling isn't really the best way Having to do it. said that, though, I mean, look at Australia now. They're back in lockdown. Mm. But they lock down, like, they lock down when there are, like, two cases. <laughs> two cases. Yeah. yeah. Which is it's yeah. not national either, is it? Sort of city wide, depending on what's going yeah. on. Renaz is just like, oh, you've got vaccines and masks back at home. Like, just she's just living a very mm. normal life. Yeah, 
When yeah. are you both due to go away? Well, Georgina, I'm going on Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, and I'm hopefully going the following Friday. We can Fingers crossed, girls. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah, I hope so. You guys, nothing planned? No. no. <laughs> you know what, though? Not because I disagree with going abroad or anything like that. It is a stress thing. And I think we've had so many weddings in the UK this year that have been shuffled and constantly moved that we just decided that whatever we were going to do was going to be UK-based because of it. So yeah. we're just making a holiday out of Cornwall. And also, I think the flip side of it is if you have family abroad or if you have kind of a place that you can go abroad and stay with kind of no faff, then I do sort of think, well, why wouldn't you? And also yeah. people desperate to see families which I think is something that really is not as blanket as it's just saying we can't travel there's so many little details to it but yeah for me personally it was more due to weddings in the UK um, but I'm looking forward to a long break in Cornwall I mean, yes, Cornwall. Nice. I, I mean oh, had, so I, nice had I been able to get into Cornwall then I would have gone to Cornwall <laughs> well yeah <laughs> Cornwall booked up like the entire bloody county or whatever it is booked up <laughs> I think you'd want to go to Cornwall this week. I feel like everyone is in. Claudia Winkleman did her radio show at the weekend saying, oh, right, who's driving to Cornwall at the moment? And literally, the phone lines were red hot. You know, the traffic was awful, but everyone didn't yeah. care because they were going away. I think also, if I didn't have the restriction of school holidays, I would definitely be looking at going away in kind of September, October, yeah. November, even. You know, I wouldn't be looking to go away necessarily mm. now. Talking of the travel industry and how, you know, I'm so divided on it because we do need to get back up and running. One of our friends is a pilot and his life has been completely put on hold since yeah. last March. And all they keep saying to him is it might be here, it might be here. And I, when he was explaining it the other day after I was saying that I wasn't going away, I sort of thought, God, that really makes you think actually that yeah. someone whose job, whose life has just been put on hold because there's no travel. Yeah. And yeah, it does make you think, well, it's got to restart. It's just knowing how. Yeah. Literally all my sympathy with it. I think it's so so awful I just don't know how we ever get over the pandemic if we yeah. cross borders traveling yeah no totally fingers crossed to the vaccine oh. I'll, I'll do it let's move on I love this question somebody has asked if you had a 250 pound voucher for Netta Porter what would you spend it on is it 250 pounds can you add to that are you allowed <laughs> to say you might get a shirt for that yeah. <laughs> I know because I'm thinking I don't know how much you can get for 250 pounds well, on that well, geez, it's a really good question because Milo and Polly talk about this a lot and so the big question is I guess when you get a voucher is do you buy something just like for exactly that worth or do you put it towards something that you otherwise couldn't afford because 250 pounds is you know it's sort of it's quite a make or break difference isn't it you know that's oh, yeah. the big difference between something that's 500 pounds and something that's 750 so my belief is that you should do the latter and that you should I agree very expensive yeah I, think I agree you've had your eye on something for ages and that's the perfect excuse isn't it to just go for it I think so. Yeah. What are on your wish list? Becky, anything that catches your eye? I have wanted to get something from Sleeper for ages. So that would probably be top of my wish list just because I've always wanted to get a really nice set and I mm -hmm. don't have one. And it's every time Polly or you post one, I just think that's actually something I would really like to invest in. So that would mm -hmm. probably be. And actually that might cover me, that voucher. So good, yeah. <laughs> Polly's got, you know, the blue kind of two piece that I have. Polly's got it in like a mint green now and they've launched mm -hmm. a new fabric. So the one I have is like, super heavy but Polly's green is, is a really light it is more of a kind of silky material and they have that on their supporter also the pink as well which is so good I yeah mean, it's beautiful I, I would love that's probably what I would buy actually yeah because I'm going to a wedding Friday and I actually want to wear a two-piece and I don't have one and so well, 
You yeah. look great. I could have borrowed one of my many, Becky. I'm in with you. <laughs> I'll hit you up, Charlotte. <laughs> Georgina, what about you? I have always wanted a pair of Manolo Blahnik mules. And I would get a classic colour and just, I would top it up. I think always, for me, it would always be shoes or a bag. Because mm. I'd like to kind of mix and match, you know, high street and labels and things anyway. But I think it would be towards an investment, a classic, yeah. Good answer. I think that's right. Heather? I really want, maybe Charlotte, you can help actually eventually. But um, I really want a small black bag, like a sort of shoulder bag, because I always sort of lug tote bags around with me because I've always got a laptop and all sorts of things like that but I, recently I have been like I need one that's got my phone keys and essential things I'm always sort of digging through to find mm -hmm. stuff and I did see something in the Liberty sale actually whenever that was a few months ago didn't get it an Alexander McQueen tiny shoulder mm -hmm. bag would be lovely but they've actually got some that are really nice that are 650 yeah. it isn't too bad so yeah if I had a 250 voucher and it dropped into the sale. That's got my name all over it. Heather, I think you should look at APC. That's exactly. Did we do a commercial piece with Liberty a few yeah. months ago? Yeah. Yes, I saw an APC bag in that edit and fell in love. And it was in the sale, actually. But yeah, it had sold out. Oh, but I have been thinking about it ever since. So I think I will be looking to that brand because I love it anyway. That seems the ideal size, shape, style. Exactly. You know. They don't actually have them on Nesh Porter. They do have them on Matches. But yeah, it's a really lovely French brand. And they're kind of known for those like good compact crossbodies, very kind of Parisian paired back. But yeah, I could see you with one of those. Heather. That's exactly and, and not, what I meant. They're not, they're, they're much more affordable than that. They're more like 350. Yes, exactly. I think the one I saw was maybe 400, but it looked like timeless and classic and well-made. So yeah, yeah, I've got my eye on that. Charlotte, what about you? So as I said, I am of the belief that you should put it towards something more expensive as well. So the last time I was in this position, the thing I bought was a Pippa Holt caftan and that, you know, I would never spend... <laughs> I just can't afford it. I mean, it's so expensive. So, so yeah, to me, that is that £250 is the difference between oh, I'll, I'll do it, I'll bite the bullet and couldn't possibly. So, yeah. so yeah, that, I, would, I would buy another one because that is, it feels like very me. That's exactly how I want to feel in summer. They're, they're so yeah. perfect. God, they're expensive. So probably another one of those, I think, would be the plan. Or a pyjama set, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get in on the PJ trend, I think. I think I you think should have. looks great. This winter is your... Uh is your time I don't really wear trousers Lou and I were chatting about a um a denim campaign the other day and, and potentially shooting it on the team and Lou was like I just want to get Heather in jeans well if you can find <laughs> a pair that actually fit and look good then sign me up <laughs> <laughs> well I'm sure I'm sure there are many out there Heather I'm not worried but tell uh, me Charlotte pajama yeah. sets just quick question what do you do with your footwear if you've got kind of the long flowy trousers should you have them cropped showing a bit of ankle you either need a crop so your ankles on show or they need to be trailing on the floor so the only way you can wear a trainer with it is if you've got your ankle on show because otherwise yeah you will feel very kind of dumpy for want of a better word <laughs> mm. that's the only way to kind of add a little bit of elegance or you can obviously wear like a backless flat or a heel or whatever if you've got your ankle on show that's a bit easier if you have th that really long flowy style like it does look better with heels but I think if you've got a, a more elegant flat then that works too just yeah don't wear that with trainers because it's all just too oversized and and it's not very feminine is it so I would never like the sleeper one that I was talking about the trousers are super long and I would never wear those with trainers mm. 
Do you feel you should take them up if they're too long or, or is that the style that they're sort of trailing no, for a bit? That's the style that it trails a little bit. Um, but yeah, just just choose your footwear wisely. Likewise, I do think you can wear boots with them really. Oh, um, no, I can't yeah, imagine with any, with any of them. So I know I'm starting to already think about how I'm going to kind of mix it up for winter because um, I really do live in them, as you can see. <laughs> um, but yeah, today I'll, oh, I'll show you. I've got, um, they're quite cropped. Can you see? I've turned off. I can't no, see. No, get your leg up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, cool. With a, with a pair of uh, trainers. Which no, they look good. They look really good. Yeah, it's just very comfortable, you know. <laughs> I love this question. If you could have anyone else's job at Sherlock's for the day, bracket not Georgie's, what yeah. job and what would you do? I love this, Becky. Any ideas? Oh God, that is hard. Um, I've got an answer. Well, go on, Heather. Go on, Heather. Charlotte. What <laughs> job? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't your role seems like really varied and you're kind of like there's lots of fun stuff I know there's obviously lots of tedious stuff as well but then like there's like a bit of video like a bit of broadcasting there's like SL man there's obviously the fashion stuff there's Lux girl stuff there's yeah like lots of different like campaigns and shoots and things like that that you can get involved with that I think looks appealing that's true actually you're right it's a you're lovely smashing job. it Charlotte that makes it look effortless <laughs> you forgot weddings Heather another oh, and, yeah I know I was uh yeah forgetting probably about two-thirds of your job but just <laughs> from an outside oh, perspective that's a compliment I um <laughs> it's a good job um what about you guys I would say do you know what I'd like to do the cat some of the camera stuff maybe with Eloise I'd do a little swap just to see I actually love doing photos and stuff I mean oh Elle does a hell of a lot more than that but yeah I'd like to switch it up and see behind the camera have a little bit of a mix do yeah, rich that would be job. so different as well yeah <laughs> rich <laughs> How are you today? Definitely swap with Rich for the day. <laughs> I think Rich's job is exhausting. Yeah. yeah. He job. must go home and like pass out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Energy is exhausting. Yeah. Uh, Georgina, what about you? Oh, I don't know. I'd be quite tempted to have a good spend the day in Becky's beauty cupboard. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, eye cream moisturizer. Hit me up with that new mascara. Come on, what's out there? I just think that would be super fun and finding out. I know that's not all you do. creams on your face. Fanny's around in the beauty cupboard. <laughs> that does sum up my job, to be honest. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I would, I would just quite like to... Um, yeah. yeah, as it's only a day, I yeah. would just sit opening beauty products all day and just putting them on my face. <laughs> and I'll do yeah. the writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'll send you voice notes. This one is really simple. <laughs> I'd love that, Georgina. Just like your job, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, how about you? No, I'm running through the whole team. I can't think of anyone's. And it's a hard question, actually. Maybe I wouldn't want to do this every day, but I would love a crack at writing the brief. By the way, Laws, if you're listening, that is. Not <laughs> yeah, you signing yourself up? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I won't be doing it. But if I didn't have to do my job, the brief for those who don't know is our um, our morning news roundup, and I always think that's a kind of lovely, like independent. I quite like the idea of. I think because my job is very on, it would be quite nice to have a job where you could just kind of go away do your research produce a piece you know you start the day with nothing you end the day with something yeah um, and you've gone and you've just really like delved into a few meaty things and you've, yeah you've created something so it's kind of creative and informative and interesting and yeah it kind of 
pushes lots of your buttons in a good way so yeah I agree I I sub the brief every day and do a lot of cover for it when our editor goes away and I do I've always said in like appraisals and things like that I find it so satisfying to work Mm. on it feels very valuable and yeah like you say every day you're producing something that's kind of useful and yeah. informative if anyone fancies a crack at it uh yes we're looking for some oh, going we are. <laughs> the editor uh later this week so genuinely if anyone uh, likes the sound of that keep an eye out on the uh Sherlock's email <laughs> about four years ago I did some cover for the brief and I remember, I remember that going I, I remember yeah <laughs> I think it was when Tor used to do it it was like yeah. well, five years ago anyway I was freelancing for Sherlock at that point and I remember doing the cover for about it was about a week maybe even 10 days and I had a few kind of meals out with friends at that time and I felt like the oracle of information because (laughs) you're so deep in the news for that day that if you then see people that evening and something topical comes up you're like oh yeah well you know I mean actually what's been happening in Afghanistan this Mm -hmm. week is and you're completely on it yeah so I felt it's actually really empowering yeah. to be so informed on what's going on in the world. During the first lockdown, for, I think for about six months, I did the brief podcast because we do a monthly. Yeah. I'm sure listeners know, but we do a, a weekly roundup of kind of what's been going on. And again, that was perfect because I didn't have to write it and I didn't have to do it daily, but I just got like this really good, as you were saying, Georgina, like a big fat dose of everything that's been going on in the week. I knew how to pronounce everyone's names. <laughs> I knew yeah. all, the, all the kind of big organizations. So yeah, it's really it's a good way to immerse yourself in what's going on isn't it totally I think we talked about this before but perhaps not with this group of people um so let's give it a crack somebody has asked about hobbies they have said what are your hobbies what are you passionate about I don't know about you guys this is a question that sort of fills me with dread but do you you feel like you have a hobby Georgina you said you played tennis um just before we we joined this I did yeah actually and yeah, tennis, I would definitely say is a hobby and interest. I got into it much later. I think I was on maternity leave and um, I'd never been particularly good at school, but I'd always played, but I wasn't in any school teams or anything like that. And I just started trying to fit in. A, I did a, a course where you signed up for sort of 12 week blocks and you went every week for an hour and a half. And I think we were 16 people with a couple of coaches and we just did loads of drills. And it just got my confidence up and it got me really interested in playing. And since then, I've just kept going. And I try and play once or twice a week. So yeah, this morning, 8am, dragged one of my kids and my husband onto the court at the park just opposite our house. And it's just such a nice way to start the day. You you get out of it what you put into it. You know, if you really want to push yourself and work on certain things, you can. And sometimes I play with friends who are much better than me and that really pushes me and they're very patient with me. And then other times, you know, I might be the best player and, and that's also kind of confidence boosting. So I just think it's just great. I just really, really enjoy it. I love being outside and I'll play in January in my thermals as long as it's not raining. If you're not a fair weather player, like you will play year round. I'll play year round. I only I, The only time I don't like playing is if it's really wet because I hate skidding mm-hmm. and I don't want to fall over. Um, so apart from that, I don't mind if it's cold. I think that's the only real hobby I would say that I kind of book time out of my week to do. I mean, I love reading. I love love watching films. I normally love going to the theatre, but I still haven't actually been yet. I'm hoping in the autumn I might go. But I would say theatre would be my second. There's lots of good stuff coming out around then as well, Georgina. Oh, is there? Oh, I have to have a look. Where can I find out more, Heather? Yeah, Yeah, there is. We did a gold piece that's going live uh, next week on the theatre to book for later this 
this year. The big one is, you know, Wolf Hall, the mm. production. Yeah, they're doing third one, The Mirror and the Light, later this year with Ben Mills in the role of Thomas Cromwell again. So if you like your theatre theatre, that's the big ticket. Okay. Ah. Well, if, I, I wish I had been able to get through the book. I'm not sure that the plays for me against. Well, you say that. So Mm. I tried to read Wolf Hall and just couldn't get on with it. But Mm. I interviewed Bella Mackey for My Life in Books a couple of weeks ago. I read this, Heather, yeah. But she was saying to me, I was like, what's the one book everyone should read? And she's like, I know everyone always get, or not everyone, but loads of people get to that first third of Wolf Hall and just like, can't get on with this and put it down but she's like anyone who manages to just break through that first third she was like you just sort of reach this level of transcendence and then plow through all of them and they're like the best things you've ever read but she's like there is that barrier that people seem to hit but it has inspired me I've actually gave my copy finally to a charity shop a few years ago because I was like I'm not going to read that let's be honest but now I'm like maybe I'll give it another go can I tell you what I did wrong with it I think is that I tried to read it on kindle and you really really need the family tree that is on the first page and if you're on kindle you cannot flip back to it that you easy need to print out yeah you, yeah you almost do so i think that the only way to probably or, or any, at least the first step to getting through wolf hall is probably reading it in print not on digital okay maybe yeah. i'll give it a go and then if i get through i can pass you my printed copy <laughs> yes please um heather hobbies i feel like you are a lady of many interests i don't i don't know but hobbies is just mm-hmm. a bit like for me that just kind of it's just sports isn't it which isn't really my thing but um i guess live music is definitely yeah. something i love i haven't obviously been to i think i've been to one gig so far a seated affair since we've been able to go but I've got quite a lot of rescheduled stuff from you know last year and earlier this year that's been sort of pushed back into this autumn so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they can go ahead safely. I've got um, Elton John tickets that I booked oh. probably three years ago for yeah. a concert <laughs> last year but yeah fingers crossed we'll go ahead in November. Which Is that when they meant yes I remember trying to get tickets actually whenever they went on sale like you yeah. say years back but that's good. It was ages ago yeah. I'm very fingers crossed. Who have you got booked to see what's the one ticket you're excited about? I mean there's quite a few obscure bands but Square Pusher will be fun he's sort of uh yeah dance music but kind of electronic-y kind of good stuff from the 90s onwards but I imagine if Covid isn't crazy then I think I can imagine everybody just going for it to be honest. Oh fingers crossed. If, we, if it goes ahead. <laughs> Becky do you have any hobbies? Oh like Heather it's such a sort of it's a bit of what I call loaded question because hobbies yeah it does make me think of sport but I guess it makes me sound so boring, but walking, because I do do do, a hell of a lot of walking. And actually, I went on a walk the other day, really early in the morning. And I have to say, I think I'm lucky where I live. We're literally under the South Downs. And I just honestly love being outdoors like you, Georgina, and getting really fresh air in my lungs. Like that's something I've really appreciated since lockdown. Um, But yeah, other than that, don't have a huge amount of hobbies but walking is definitely up there it just makes me feel so much more clear where where does the line where is the line between walking and hiking I would probably describe you as a hiker based on my my (laughs) yeah I mean maybe I mean both Harry and I do enjoy going on really sort of long distance walks I don't know if I for me hiking this is so bad to say hiking someone that has like the sticks but I would like all the gear special boots yeah 
But we do, I mean, you know, we walk long distance pubs and this perhaps won't mean anything to listeners, but Heather, we walk to the Shepherd and Dog. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good um, A really gorgeous pub if you're ever in West Sussex. Big, long hikes just for me. Perhaps that is a hobby, but that is what really clears my head more than anything. You're in very good company, Becky, because I'm reading Anya Highmarch's book and she gets up and walks, I think, three times a week Does at she? dawn with her best friend. And she was saying she hates exercise she's tried lots of different things but for her walking she catches up with her friends she clears her head she gets the exercise she needs all kinds of weather goes out and this is starting pre-covid she started her walking and the way she talked about it I was like oh do you know what that sounds like a really nice way to start your day yeah I mean I have a dog so I'm walking quite a lot with the Mm. dog as well but she it's walking for the purpose of walking only Mm. yeah which I thought was really nice I did that during lockdown, the one that was kind of January through to April of this year. Um, well, we were a bit naughty. Three of us used to go every Friday. <laughs> but three of us did laps of the park every Friday morning before work. I mean, obviously, because it was lockdown, it was like, you know, the only thing. And we lived for it. I mean, we literally lived for those. Yeah. And actually, we've, we have since all really missed it. And, so, you know, it was easy. to. All, we don't all live that locally, but because the schools were shut, there was obviously no school traffic. So it was easy to do. And obviously, you know, now, now life is back up and running it's just a bit more logistically difficult but it was yeah as you said Georgina it is the nicest way to start the day and like to see a friend before you start work is just such a luxury which shouldn't even really be a luxury but but it really is it's such an indulgence and it's just Mm. it's just lovely to to kind of ground yourself I guess a little bit in yourself before you go and put your work hat on yeah I so agree I remember Charlie used to, I think this was pre-lockdown, but you used to did you sometimes used to meet one of your friends at Gales for a coffee before work every now and again. Yeah, yeah. No, not that irregularly actually. Yeah. Lo- local when I was in my old place, I had quite a few friends in and around my Hampstead and yeah, all the time. Because you don't need to meet at like 745 for a half. Yeah. And then you can, you know, it's not that early. Um mm-hmm. I often do it with my dad as well. Well, well, again, we haven't done it since the pandemic, but yeah, we'd meet in town for a 7.30 breakfast or something and then kind of poodle off to work. And it's oh, just yeah, it's, it's really it's really civilized if you can find the time. It's lovely. There you go. That's my hobby. Oh <laughs> breakfast with my dad. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um all right, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you to you all. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your questions as well. If you have any more then do look out for the question box on our Instagram every Sunday or you can email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. hearing from you don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends about us and we'll see you next time bye-bye